Have you ever wanted something, but it just never manifested? Maybe you didn't really want it. Welcome to the Imperfect Millennials, a weekly podcast by two millennial sisters who discuss work, health, relationships, and spirituality so that you can thrive, not just survive. Our goal is that each episode gives you at least one insight that helps you make life a little better. We'd love to reach as many people as possible, so if you like what you hear, leave us a review, share it with a friend, and keep the conversation going over at Instagram, where you can find us at The Imperfect Millennials. So this week, Katie and I are talking about putting your money where your mouth is. Literally or figuratively. (laughs) Figuratively? Wait, what? Yeah. Because you're not always like putting actual money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, like, I was like, wait, what? Um, but owning up to our choices and our actions and our decisions and being honest with ourselves about what that means. This came to light because we were talking to someone and they were saying like, oh, you know, my friend so-and-so stopped working out, stopped his diet because like he didn't see any results after a month. And we both simultaneously were like, well, then he didn't want it. He's like, no, 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 no. He no, totally he wanted it. He, want, like, he wants to lose weight and be healthy. No, 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 no he, he doesn't. At least he doesn't want it right now, ultimately. And I think that can sound really harsh, that um, assessment or that judgment. Um, and I want to be clear, it's possible to make a judgment on someone's actions and not who they are. Yes. Right? I'm just assessing that the choices this person made and coming to a conclusion, right? Um, not necessarily, it doesn't mean he's a good or bad person. That's right. not what it's about. It's about looking at something and saying, well, you didn't really want it. We should do a whole episode on judging and judgments and whatnot. Yes. But exactly. And I think, I think that's actually a really hard reality for us because sometimes we feel like we really want it. Like, mm. I, I feel like I really want to lose weight or I yeah. feel like I really want to get this degree or quit my job or start a business or break up with my boyfriend or find the love of my life. Mm -hmm. And it's just not happening. Right. But, and while some of it is, you know, up to chance and situations, ultimately though, like if we're not moving towards it, we really don't want it in our core. Well, there's no stagnation in life. Let's be really clear right. about that. You're not stalling. You're either moving ahead or you're moving backwards. Yeah. Right. You're either improving yourself or you're, or you're backsliding a little bit. And there's no judgment in that. That's that's just the truth of the matter. Right. That's just an honest representation of our choices, our actions in life. And that's okay. Sometimes we don't have the energy to move forward and we backslide a little bit or, or we're not progressing because it's difficult. But I think one of the most important things about, you know, I try to say what I mean and mean what I say. Mm -hmm. I don't want there to be any confusion. I don't need people to read into what I say. I would like to be very clear. Uh, Is that always the case? No. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's something that I work for, right? So to be honest and to say, I don't want it as as much as I say I do. You know, like, oh, I would love to have... I think we see this a lot in fitness, but I would love to have, like, this kind of body or this level of fitness or be able to, like, run a marathon at this pace. But, like... I think sometimes we say we want something because we've underestimated the effort it's going to take to get there. Yeah. And then once we hit that hurdle, we're like, oh, shit, no, I'm I'm out. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, yeah, we've underestimated, but we've also underestimated, like, the amount 
of time and dedication these things are going to take as well. Um, that like, and that results aren't going to be instantaneous. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we live in this very, I've mentioned it before. I call it the McDonald's mentality where like, I want to drive up to the drive through and like get my nuggets and like, and we think the same with like losing weight or being able to run faster. We're like, okay, oh, yeah, like I want to run an eight minute mile. And like, we try for a couple of weeks and it doesn't work. And we're like, oh, I'll never be an eight minute miler. Well, yeah, after two weeks, you won't. If you're yeah. running consistent 11 minute miles, no, no, three weeks isn't going to get you to eight right. minutes. Right. And, and I think like being able to be honest with yourself about that because I think we don't make progress when we continue to lie to ourselves and be like but I do want it and it's just not happening but I do I do I want it well okay then you need to take a step back and ask yourself then why isn't it happening and how do I adjust course because I learned two very important lessons in high school one from one of my basketball coaches and one from actually my dad and Mm -hmm. my basketball coach was having me do a very difficult drill that was a little bit beyond my skill level and it was difficult and it was frustrating. I was angry about it. And I was like, I can't do it. I like yelled. I was like, I can't do this. And he looked at me and he said, it's not can't, it's I don't want. And walked away. And I was like, well, <laughs> and I, because it's true. I could do it. It wasn't going to be pretty and it wasn't going to be perfect, but I could do it and I could work toward, towards it mm-hmm. and finally like master that skill if I wanted to, right. and if I was willing to get my head wrapped around that concept. Right. And the other thing that I learned in high school, and like I constantly remind myself of these two things. I was really, really struggling in one of my classes, and I wasn't getting the grades, and my dad was like, what are you going to do to raise your grade? And I <laughs> said, I'm going to try harder. And he said, sweetheart, what you're doing isn't working. Why would you try harder at something that's not working? Yeah. Right? Like, sometimes it's about stepping back and adjusting course. It's not trying harder. Maybe it's trying smarter. Right. You're just going to try harder at something that isn't working. Yeah. So you're just spinning your wheels even more. Uh, One of my colleagues um, a couple years back had this phrase that she would always say, and she was like, work smarter, not harder. And it is true. Like, there are so many times when we end up spinning our wheels, Mm -hmm. being like, oh, if I just put more effort, if I just, like, muscle through, like, it's going to get better. And it might not. Like, maybe you're going about it in the wrong way. Um, And you need to kind of adjust in that sense. Um, But I'm curious, Mona, so what the coach told you, like, it's not that you can't, but you won't. Like, how has, how have you, like, manifest that after sports? Yeah, I... I feel like I, that's a, that's a mantra that I constantly tell myself Mm -hmm. and, and it doesn't mean it changes things, but it's just at least me being real with myself of like, uh, you know, thinking about like other goals that I've had and, you know, me being like, I can't do it or it's just, it's not happening. And me being like checking with myself and saying to myself, it's not can't, it's I don't want. Right. And I truthfully don't want this right now. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think a lot of it is being really, like, honest and vulnerable with ourselves mm-hmm. to acknowledge these things. Like, I, I go back to the working out one, I think, is a really clear indicator, right? Yeah. And you hear people say, or I think anything, starting a new business, maybe, or reading. Like, I know a lot of people who are like, oh, I just wish I had the time to read more, but I just don't. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I want to do that. Or I want to learn a language or I want to whatever, take up a hobby. And like, I don't have the time for it. 
But really, we have time for the things that we make a priority. We mm-hmm. make time for the things that we make a priority. And whether we are actively saying this is a priority and I'm making time for it, or we are inactively, like subconsciously right. saying this is a priority I'm making time for it. You know, they say in 2017, the average American watched two minutes shy of four hours of TV a day. Whoa. Okay, four hours of TV per day. So that breaks down, right, to 28 hours a week spent watching TV. Imagine what you could do with 28 hours. A lot. I mean, imagine the six-pack you would have if you worked out for 28 hours every day. Oh, shit. I mean, every week, sorry. Or imagine the language you could learn. Or imagine the hobby you could pick up. And, And... or even if you were only using half of that. Imagine if you worked out 14 hours a week. Good mm-hmm. God, that's still so much work. Yeah. And just cut your TV consumption in half. One of the things that I think is really particularly helpful in this, for the, for this topic, is um, it's a modality in psychology. It's called acceptance and commitment therapy. Um, and basically it's acknowledging your choices, your actions, your thoughts, your feelings, accepting them, being like, this is what's happening, and then creating effective change, right? Of like, and and a part of it is just being really honest with yourself, with where you're at, with a situation that you're in, and then saying, where do I go from here? Like, yeah. okay, this, this is what it is. I, di- I didn't really want it that badly. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is, too, like making sure that you are Like, especially as you're, you know, if you're going to listen to this and you're like, okay, I'm making changes in my life. I think the first step is almost to look at your schedule, like literally just, just chronicle your week and where does your time go? You know, they say the average millennial, right? Which is what we are, spends 5.7 hours a day on their phone, right? 5.7 hours a day. Now, you know, like I, I do that, but part of it is also work, right? Like, and that's not to say that some of those hours aren't essential hours, Um, but some of them are not essential hours. Let's be honest. Right. And this is a crazy stat that I found, um, from a study that was conducted a year ago, which probably means more now that we're in the times of Corona, but 13% of millennials, 13% spend at least 12 hours a day on their phones. That's half your day on your phone. Like, I mean, yes, that's only 13%, but that's 13%. Good God. What are you you doing? God. Right. What are you doing? And I think, so part of this is that I think you can't just say like, well, I'm going to be better or try harder or change. Right. Right. Because those aren't concrete measurable goals. They're mm-hmm. not concrete in it. Is it that, that's like when someone tells you to calm down. Like, this is what I tell, calm down. This is what I tell people all the time. What does that mean? Yeah. What right. You if like you're to gonna see? tell someone to do something, <laughs> I tell this with a lot of the parents that I work with. You need to be very concrete with your child, right? And so to tell them to calm down, like, what do you, what, what's the goal? What do you actually want them to do? And then how, do, how are you smarter about getting there? If you would like them to stop screaming, mm-hmm. right? You can't just say calm down. They don't right. know what that means, and then they're gonna go, go do something else that's even more annoying mm-hmm. because they're just gonna switch their behavior, right? So you have to say, take three deep breaths. Take yeah. three deep breaths, right? That's like very, that's very directive. I can measure if that happened or not. Right. And there's an outcome from that. Right. And I think being really practical, like I'm thinking back to like, mm. let's say you, you chronicle your week and you realize whatever, you spend four hours a day on your phone, two of which you don't 
is like wasted time and yeah. you spend four hours a day watching TV. You're not going to be like, okay, that's it. I'm only spending two hours on my phone you doing the absolute essentials and I'm not watching any more TV. Bullshit. That's never going to happen. Like, let's be really concrete here. Like, I'm going to cut down and I'm going to cut back one TV show. Mm-hmm. Or I'm just going to not binge Netflix and when I get on, I'm going to watch one episode and then I'm not pressing next episode. Yes. And I'm going to go do something else. Like, it's being really specific and practical in your... In your changes. Yeah. And to looking at long term. This is the person I want to be. Yes. This is where I want to get to. So like I want to run an eight minute mile. Mm-hmm. I'm at an, a 12 minute mile right now. Okay. So that means by January I want to be at a 10 minute mile. Mm-hmm. And by next June I want to be at a nine minute mile. Right. And I'm going to like set goals and parameters to get there that are realistic but that are also going to push me. Yeah. To really, to put my money where my mouth is. Like, okay, I want this and here's how I'm getting there as opposed Mm -hmm. to like, I'm just doing this. I think one of the, uh, if, you know, if our listeners are looking for a resource or whatever, a lot of where I get this information from, you know, as I mentioned, acceptance and commitment therapy. um, But there's a book, it's called The Happiness Trap. It's by Russ Harris. R-U-S-S, Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, just Mm -hmm. to clarify. But there's a chapter on willingness and... It, it's in the section of the book that's titled Creating a Life Worth Living, right? Mm. Is your life a life worth living? Is it the life you want to be living, right? right. And so one of the things I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read briefly here, it says, willingness is something we practice in small ways every day of our lives. Mm-hmm. So uh, we say that all the time. It's like developing that muscle. Yeah. Um, and they go on to say, willingness is essential because it's the only effective way to deal with life's obstacles. Whenever an obstacle presents itself, you can either say yes or no. If you say no, your life stagnates or shrinks. If you say yes, your life gets bigger. If you keep saying yes, there's no guarantee that life will get easier because the next obstacle may be just as difficult or even tougher. But saying yes becomes more of a habit. And the experience you gain from this gives you a reservoir of strength. Even if you don't want to say yes, you still choose to. And each time you make the choice, you grow as a person. At the same time, the more you practice expansion and diffusion, the less discomfort you actually have to deal with. If you see the thought you'll fail as only words, it's a lot easier to accept it. And when you turn off that struggle switch, your feelings are a lot easier to live with because they don't get amplified. Nice. So it's talking about turning that switch, right? Like, Creating this willingness in your life. Yeah, which is basically, I mean, like, I feel like they're basically talking about, like, habits. Like, yeah. create this habit so that it becomes easier to say yes. It becomes easier to work through difficulties and easier to work through problems so that you're constantly moving forward as opposed to the no, which really does stagnate. Mm-hmm. And it's like what we said, put your money where your mouth is. You want it or you don't. Willingness is an all or nothing experience. Yeah. You're either willing to or you're not. And there's no in between because no decision it's a decision, right? When you're like, well, I just don't know. Oh, you mean you're not just, making a decision. Yeah, like, <laughs> I was like, wait, like not making a decision or, or delaying or... Yeah, is a decision to do nothing. Right? And... Yeah, and I think this is reminding me of one of my absolute favorite, like, mantras, phrases, is it doesn't happen in a day, it happens daily. Mm. And I and I love that for, for so many things. Like, I've been thinking that a lot with my business now, right? Like, it's slowly moving, but like, it's not like I'm making the big bucks right now, right? And and I feel like 
I feel like even the way people talk about it, like every time I run into a friend, they're like, how's the business going? How many clients do you have? Yeah. And I'm like, not too many yet to speak of, but it's moving forward. And then I'll right. like point out ways in which they're moving forward. And they're like, oh, but, but, but not all the clients you want. I'm like, no, because this is a process. Like, this doesn't happen. Yeah, it's been a minute. Like I literally have been in business a month, right? Like, so it doesn't happen in a day. It happens daily. And I'm daily working towards that point where, you know, in a couple months, I'm going to be booked out and not needing to, mm-hmm. to do that. And it's the same with all of these other things. You, yeah. You've got to build one day upon the next. Right. And I think that's sort of the... It's about switching that mindset of not seeing immediate results. It's the, that's the same with fitness. Like, oh, I've eaten really well for two days and worked out both days, and there's like nothing that's changed. Cause yeah. we, cause, and I get it, because that's difficult. We've had to make difficult choices to work out, to keep working out, to eat healthy, to make smarter choices. And we want to see those results because we're putting forth a lot of effort. But this the, is also making me think, too, like, you do have to be really, really specific about what you want to achieve. And why you want it. And why you want it. But I think also, like, what? Like, I just want to be healthier. Okay, that that's, that's not actually a what. Because mm-hmm. what is healthier? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. I want to lose 10 pounds. Okay, that's different. Mm-hmm. But I think also, too, when you get really specific with your goals, that also helps you determine the mode in which you're going to get there, mm-hmm. right? Like saying I want to lose 10 pounds is different than saying I want to drop two sizes because you could actually weigh more and be a smaller size. Right. But you might be the same size if you drop 10 pounds. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. you know, you have to be very specific in what you want and then go after that specific yes. goal as opposed to like this generic, like I'm just going to lose weight and be healthy. I also, I often feel as though a lot of times when people say that they want something but it's not happening, right? They're like, I don't know what's going on. It's just not happening or I'm just not losing the weight or I'm just not finding the guy or I'm just not making the, the money that I wanted to make this year. A lot of times it's like, I kind of want to ask them, well, why do you want it? Or who really wants that? Mm-hmm. Does someone else want that for you? So it's not really something that you want because I'm sure everyone can sit here and think of something that they wanted that they hauled ass for yeah. and that they got it. Yeah. Right. And why? What, ask yourself, what was the difference between that and this thing that I'm, that I'm not achieving? Right. And a lot of it is drive and intention and how badly you actually want it. Right. Yeah. I think, again, I think that a lot with the business, like I have very concrete whys why I'm doing this, Mm -hmm. right? Like why? Because I want to have eternal three day weekends. Why? (laughs) I mean, I do. That that is literally one of the reasons. Why? Because I do not want to have a boss. Why? Because I want flexibility of time and space and location. Like, I want to be able to work from Florida if I want to or, you know, whatever. And having those very specific whys then pushes you to be like, okay, if I'm going to get there, I need to do this. Yeah. Well, and those are concrete things that you really wanted for your life. And so I think when other people, you know, I don't know, I think you see it. We keep talking about fitness and weight loss and stuff like that, but it's I think, I think it's, it's just an easy example for this. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of times it's because it there's un, the underlying motivation isn't for yourself and to better your life and to achieve the life that you want. It's for superficial reasons of like I want I want to look better in pictures yeah. or I want other people to stop making comments. And I think it for for you to be able to endure the the work that needs to be put in to reach some of these goals that are so difficult you have to really want it yeah yeah you, you have, have to want it 
And I think you have to want it for you more than for somebody else. So in this book, it talks about an action plan. Uh, and I and it sort of encompasses what we're talking about right now. So they suggest that you write these down. There's seven questions. Okay. Right? And that you process them about like the thing. that. So it's the willingness and action plan. So the first question is, my goal is to... Good. And I like it. And again, goals, like smart goals, right? Concrete, Concrete, small, measurable, actionable, tangible, right? Smart. R. 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 You forgot the R in smart. (laughs) Smart. I'm from Boston. Reasonable. Smart. Okay, number two. The values underlying my goals are, or my goal is... See, and, and values are really important. Why, it's basically to the why. moving us towards yes. the why. Mm-hmm. And again, if you're just whatever, doing any of it, like I want a better job, like I want to get the raise because like my grandma's going to be proud. Mm-hmm. That's not a value for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? But like what's the value for you for wanting that better job or that raise or whatever? Yeah. It's, you know, and, and it could be whatever it is. But I think I suggest that you do this with goals that you're having a hard time achieving or yeah. these goals that you've had for a long time, but you don't even know where to start. Yeah. Like, how do I even start with this? Like, this is how you sort of break it down and, and develop that willingness. Mm-hmm. Right. And, or, or maybe answering all these questions, writing all this down, doing that like exploration makes you realize you don't really want it and that's okay. And you can walk away. Yeah. Like or imagine how much more energy you'll have in your life and how much more happiness you'll have. If you stop chasing goals and dreams that you, you don't really want for yourself. Yeah. Or you don't want to pursue right now. Yeah. Maybe you do want it someday, but you're like, oh, well, it's not today. Now is not the time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Question three. The thoughts, feelings, sensations, and urges I am willing to have in order to achieve this goal. Ooh. That's deep. Right? And I think that's important because I think, you know, think long-term about this too. Tomorrow, three days from now. Because I'm thinking about fitness. And people get to a point where, like, it's hard. And they're sore. And they haven't seen results right away. Yeah. And it's been two weeks. And they're still freaking tired. And someone invites them to go out for, like, Taco Tuesday. And you're like, damn. And the Tacos and Mars <laughs> would be lit right now. With extra sour cream and cheese. Yes. Right? That would be so good. I sour cream. Anyway. So, the point is, right, like, really going deep and saying, like, and, and exploring all of the feelings and all of the sensations and urges and thoughts you're willing to endure. Because if you're not willing to endure a certain level of discomfort or a certain level of critical feedback, like, maybe it's you're hustling for this promotion and you're and you're going to have to endure a lot of criticism from your boss yeah. and constructive feedback from or your coworkers. Failure along the way. Right? If you're not willing to go there... You're not going to get there, right? You have to be able to look at, embrace yourself for the potential obstacles, the feelings, the thoughts, the urges that you're, that's going to come your way. Mm-hmm. Just a thought. Okay. I see this a lot, actually, with my, like, substance abuse um, patients, right? Because a lot of them are unwilling to deal with the physical discomfort. Sure. And, like, they don't know how to handle the urges. And it's like, well, we've got to talk about that. Like, this is a part of, like, discomfort is the part of, a part of the process. Right. To get anything worth getting, there's going to be discomfort along the way. Yeah. It doesn't come easy to anyone, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number four. It would be useful to remind myself that. 
that dot 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 dot. So, right. So what do you have to remind yourself along the way? And I think this is important too, because we're going to get discouraged or it's going to become difficult. Right. And so what I need to remind myself of why I started this journey mm-hmm. and where I'm going, because sometimes we get in it and we lose sight. Right. And I think that's also part of it. We lose the motivation starts to drain and we don't remember why we started it. This is reminding me. So one of the years that I ran the Chicago Marathon, I was running it um, for Mercy Home, which is a charity here in Chicago that helps um, children without homes. And like, if, yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's a great charity and I was running for it, but I just, I, nobody was, nobody I knew was running it. Um, and the previous ones I'd run with family and friends. And so as I was training, I was kind of like, uh, maybe I don't want to do this. Maybe I want to pull mm-hmm. out. And I kept going back to like, okay, but I'm, I'm doing this for the kids. Like I'm yeah. doing this to raise money for this really worthwhile charity that I fully support and want to help. And like kept going back to that. Like it would be good to remember that I'm doing this to finish it, to yeah. do it for the kids. Yeah. And that like, that really helped me train that whole time. That's great. That's- yeah. Because you need that reminder. We right. all need that reminder. Yeah, because otherwise I would have been like, oh, well, like, uh, I'm not that big like yeah. no one's even going to see. No one's right. even coming. So I was like, oh, no one's even going to see if I good finish the marathon in 10 hours or <laughs> five. Like, who cares? That's true. You're right. Okay. Number five. I can break this goal down into smaller steps, such as. Ooh, see, yeah. This, this again, is what we're talking about. Really get really specific. Right. Very specific. I was just talking to a friend of mine the other day who has her own little uh, like network marketing business, and she said, "I like it's kind of scary to make goals, so I like I haven't really set any because like what if I don't hit them?" And I said, "Yeah, no, I said that's true. That that is, and then it can become really discouraging, right? It become really discouraging and frustrating. But I like to look at it." Like, for my business, I look at it really differently. Like, I have this big goal that I want to hit in a year's time. Mm -hmm. And then I set all these smaller goals that if I hit those or come close to hitting those, I'm most likely going to hit that big goal that I have in a year. Mm. And therefore, if I have one month where I don't hit it, but the next month I do hit a goal, I'm like, okay, like, I'm I'm getting there. I'm moving in the right direction as opposed to seeing goals as, like, if you don't hit it, it's a mega fail on your part and you're... You know, worthless mm-hmm. or useless or whatever. And I think that's also switching the mindset of, and I think that, rec- switching the mindset that failure is feedback and like you're going right. to fall on your face or like you're going to, you're going to mess up. Yeah. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to lose clients. You're going to not get, get a workout in. You're going to have a really shitty day where you ate a tub of ice cream. Right. Like, yeah. And that's, that's feedback of knowing, you know, of, of challenging yourself and being like, okay, why did that happen? What am I learning from this? Yeah, when I'm having and a bad day, I can't stop at Walgreens and get Ben and Jerry's. Sure, right. Like, that, like okay, that's the feedback yeah. then. Or, like, you know, when it's a really, really rough day, I realize I have no self-control. So I I have an entire tub of ice cream. But, like, well, okay. that That's just at least informing you. Mm-hmm. It's it's not There's no judgment behind it. It's informing you yeah, of the know. motivation behind the choices that we make without yeah. feeling like, well, I just don't know what happened. Yeah. Well, you, you do. Let's dig. Let's like, let's really look into that. Katie, you're going to love this next one. Number Ooh, six. Great. It's something we talked about in a previous episode. <sighs> uh, the smallest, easiest step I can begin with is. Oh, yes. And it made me think of your next, the next right, right thing. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think sometimes 
we can set really lofty goals, which is great. We talk about this at like, you should set very big goals for yourself, right? You should. Like, there's that saying, you know, uh, aim for the moon because if you miss, you land among the stars, right? Something I like hate that. that phrase. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, to each their own. Sorry, I know, I know. Any, I'm, you understand I'm what I mean by I'm not into the it. cliches like that. Okay, well. Anyway, I, I actually think it's. Did I get it wrong? No, I mean, I actually think that phrase is actually scientifically wrong. Okay. Because <laughs> you land among, like, the planets and there's only one star. But, like, anyway. we don't need to get into the science behind <laughs> That's why I don't like Good God. Can you tell I'm a journalist? I'm like, that's not true. Like, I don't like that. Okay. So, anyway. Okay, anyway, but the small, the small step. And I think that is really true. Yes. Like, what I, again, back to this idea, like, I, every Monday morning, I set a, my goals for the week. Mm-hmm. And then every day I look at the goals for the week and then I'm like, all right, what's one thing I can do today that's going to move me towards this goal? Yeah. You know? And so like today, right, for instance, like I have this goal to book five people on one of my free classes that's coming up. So today I was like, okay, the first step for that is I got to take out a a Facebook ad. So I took out the Facebook ad today, right? Like you got to, then that was the step for today. And the thing is like, that's not even thinking about your, I'm sure you have a really, really, really big goal for your company. Oh yeah. But, like, that doesn't have to be in the forefront of your mind, like, every single day. Because the point of, like, breaking a large goal into smaller goals and then into smaller goals and then into the next step, into the next right thing, into the smallest, most simplest thing I can do today, then tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like, it makes something very big, something very tedious, something very intimidating, manageable. Yeah. Yeah, like, my bigger goal is I want to help 1,000 businesswomen navigate social media better. Right. Right, but like, so therefore, but if you wake up being like, I would imagine if you wake up just saying that to yourself every day, like it's paralyzing. Yeah, because like, what do I do? Where exactly. Do I go? How but do then I, do I so then I'm offering these classes. So like through these classes, I've already helped like 75 women. Yeah, and right? I also think when you when you're lost staring at the big goal, right? Yeah, and you're not being intentional with choices and actions and decisions in the day to day, then not only does it become really daunting and paralyzing, it just you forget to celebrate the little victories mm-hmm. and well, the, the and and take the appropriate next steps because you're like, I just don't understand why yeah. I'm not in a relationship yet. Or, it just hasn't happened. How or has I'm, it not happened? Yeah. Or the other thing is like, I'm just not ready. Like, I, I got to plan out more. I got to plot out more. You're I never ready. Together. I'm like, exactly. This is Marie Forleo is big into this. Like, begin before you're ready. Because you're never going to be totally ready. There's always going to be something more you can learn, something more you can do, something more you can... But, like, just start. Just don't jump in and start and then see. Yeah. Preach. Preach, preach, preach. Anyway. Seven. This is the last one. The time, day, and date that I will take the first step is... Ooh. So, I love these. She's being so so concrete. concrete. So, Mona, just read all seven of them through really clearly. (laughs) Number one. My goal is to... Number two, the value underlying my goal. Number three, the thoughts, feelings, sensations, and urges I am willing to have in order to achieve this goal. Number four, it would be useful to remind myself that. Number five, I can break this goal down into smaller steps, such as. Number six. The smallest, easiest step I can begin with is, and number seven, the time, day, and date 
that I will take the first step is. What I like about this too is not only is it really like practical and concrete, but I think it's also really good to remember that um, you have to be really <laughs> practical and concrete with yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you could think like, I will take any feeling and emotion and reaction, but no, you like, no you, no, you won't. Right? What are the feelings that you have the most, the hardest time dealing with and ask yourself, are those going to show up along the way? Maybe you have a really hard time with rejection. Right. Is rejection going to show up? And it, when it does, how am I going to handle that? Right. Yeah. And so I think this also, again, requires a lot of self-knowledge and self-thought to be like, okay, like I can deal with this, that, and the other thing, or I can deal with this in small doses. But like, if my reality is going to be rejection after rejection, then maybe I need to go about it in a different way. Right. You know, I started reading this book called, um, the referral of a lifetime. Hmm. And it's all about how to build businesses and stuff like that. And what I love about it is he, this guy's major premise is like, forget the cold call. Like the cold call is you don't have to do. And I would never, ever be able to do the cold call where you you just call up random strangers. I hate the phone. You just call up random strangers and they just reject you (laughs) over and over. Like literally that, that is like my nightmare, but I don't have to do that. Like, right. I don't have to cold call to build my business. I can right. build it in other ways. And I think that, but that's like knowing yourself. Otherwise, I would probably end up being like, okay, like I got to do this and I'm going to hate this and it's going to be really painful and I'm going to get a migraine. <laughs> As opposed to like, no, I don't. I don't have to. Right. And I think one of the other really great things about these questions is that like, I'm a big proponent of, and it sounds cliche, but of like journaling, of writing things down. Because what it does is it takes this abstract thought into our heads and when we put it onto paper we like it it becomes concrete right it becomes something that we can observe and it doesn't become a lofty idea right and then when it's on a piece of paper or when it's on you know the notes section in your phone although actually handwriting is 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 better but uh (laughs) like memory and whatever but the truth of the matter is like once we've put that there like we can also revisit it and we can remind ourselves of these things because we do get lost and we do get confused and sometimes our goals change when we revisit and we and we create and adapt and change as we go along and that's important to do. The other thing I really like about writing things down and whether that's weight loss goals or you know business goals or professional or personal or whatever goals is it's especially great because you can track progress that you're you might not be seeing mm-hmm. when you're stuck in the abyss of like I'm not where I want to be yet yeah but then you can look back and like maybe you're maybe you're trying to lose weight and so you're you you're tracking your inches mm. right and you feel like oh my gosh I feel like I haven't lost any weight at all like my clothes seem to be fitting the same but then you look at your inches and like oh but actually I lost a total of seven inches in all the various places I'm measuring yeah. in the last month so like while change is happening slowly Mm. At my waistline, for instance, sure. I've dropped an inch on my thighs, my rear, and mm-hmm. my waist. Yeah. Whatever. I also think it, it cues us to be paying closer attention to ourselves and how we're feeling physically, mentally, emotionally, mm-hmm. all of it spiritually, right? And so uh, a lot of times, like, let's keep with this theme of weight loss or, or you know, developing a healthier lifestyle habit, whatever you want to call it. Um you notice maybe less fatigue or right. or you're happier or you're able to manage distress a little easier. I mean, our food, our food impacts. I mean, that could be a whole episode by itself. Our food greatly impacts mm-hmm. our mental and emotional well-being and how we feel in our day-to-day. It's in, insane how much food has an impact on that. Yeah. And so, like, 
that's all to say when you write things down, when you're paying attention, when you have concrete goals that, that are visible and tangible, you're more attuned to yourself and to your progress right. and to how you're feeling and how you're doing. And, and that I think can also help continue to motivate you along this path too. Yeah. yeah it's basically goal. it's like creating guideposts for you along the sure. way and like, and like markers, like mile markers. It's a, it's a roadmap. Yeah, to be like, oh, look, look how far I've come. That's why, too, like, you know, the before and after pictures for, like, again, diets or whatever, yeah. right? Like, that's why they're so powerful. Right. Because you're like, oh, this is where I started. And while progress seemed really slow, here's where I ended. And I think the same works with business or with, you know, careers or even relationships of, like, yeah. okay, like, I am desperately single and I want to be married, so therefore, like, these are the things I need to do. These are the steps I need to take. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to commit to 100 dates in four months or well, whatever. I, that's, like, a crazy amount. But anyway. No, but you know. I think one of the things, because then even if it doesn't happen, right, like, let's say dating. Dating slightly out of your control, right? Like, yeah. It takes two. <laughs> it takes two. So yeah. no matter how hard you try, right, at least then when you're making these tangible goals, when you're doing these things, when you're going in with an open mind, when you're checking your thoughts and your feelings, when you're, when, because I, that, I like that she has, or he, he shoot, he, Russ. Russ, <laughs> Russ is a boy, sorry. Um, I like that that's one of the questions about like checking with your thoughts, your feelings, your urges, sensations that you're willing to endure or tolerate or not. And I think because then at least that's a part of acceptance and commitment that like I can accept the outcome then because I've made effective steps and changes. Right. Right. And so I can lay my head down and sleep well at the end of the night because I know that I'm giving it my all and that I'm being effective and that I'm continuing to grow through this process, even if I'm not there yet, or even if it hasn't happened yet. Right. But I think too, for that, again, it's a matter of like writing things down and being really specific and how you're going to reach these goals, even if when it comes to dating, because I feel like otherwise you're like, well, I'm on all the apps. Yeah. So like, so I'm doing the work. Okay. Well, uh, no, you're not. Like if you're just on the apps, like that's like randomly chatting to, to people, gym, but like you're yeah. on your phone the whole time. Oh my gosh. Those people. Or you just, they make me just walked on the elliptical the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. You just are like walking at like normal walk pace on the treadmill, which like, okay. It's like, it is doing a little, it sure. is doing a little, you are building a little bit of muscle you and burning up. a few calories, but like you're not getting fit No, yeah. from that. And the same with, well, and then just be realistic. If your goal was to be able to walk further and you showed up and you're walking on the treadmill, that's phenomenal. Yeah. But if your goal was to get, like, cut, you're just walking on the treadmill and you're like, but I go to the gym. And it's yeah, like, yeah. But, but what do you do at the gym? Right, exactly. Right? Um, you know, like, I'm going, on these, I'm going yeah. on these dates. Well, who are you going on dates with? Guys that have no chance anyways that, right. like, you shouldn't be going on yeah. dates with? Or, you know... Or are you going in with, like, an open mind and open heart, or are you, like, dreading it, right? Because yeah, yeah, then that's yeah, when you like, have to check your intentions and your feelings behind it. Yeah, things you're already like, prepared for it. It's a fail. Do I re- it always fails. Do I really want this, mm-hmm. right? Or am I just doing it because it's what I have to do mm-hmm. to, to appear like I'm doing it? Right. Just check yourself. Yeah. Check your motivation, check your intentions, and then redirect if needed. Yeah, and I think, you know, that might take... I don't know, several dates of working on your mindset or several times at the gym working on that, being like, okay. I also think it takes multiple times of checking your willingness, checking your heart, answering these questions, right? writing it down, revisiting it, and saying, like, is this really what I want? Is this really what I'm doing? Like, is this really what's going to help me manifest my goals, dreams, aspirations in life? Am I creating a life worth living or am I 
or am I pass or am I okay with a mediocre life that I'm just floating through? Right. That's up to you. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's complicated. It's complicated. And it takes work. That's the thing. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll again, we want we want the get rich quick schemes. We want the the miracle drug, the diet pill, the whatever. We don't want to put the work in. No, we don't. For the most part, nobody wants to put the work in. Because it's uncomfortable. But literally, honestly, this is why I like working with kids and adolescents a lot in my work. Because I honestly see it as, like, very preventative medicine. In the sense of, like, if I can teach you how to tolerate discomfort Mm -hmm. and how to be resilient, Mm -hmm. you are set up for just a fine life. Right? These are things that we need to learn. We need to learn to be resilient and we need to learn to tolerate discomfort because it's in the dis- it's in the moments that are uncomfortable and it's in the discomfort right. where we grow and where we learn. And that, that's one of the things, right? The little excerpt that I read from this book. Soon it's not going to be as uncomfortable, right? We're going to we're going to develop that muscle of growth and of pushing ourselves right. and of exploration. I mean, this could be the same of I just I wish I was I wish I was as outgoing as you. Do you? Cuz you can be. That's a learned skill. That's right. not for some people, it's innate. They're more extroverted and outgoing. But for other people, right? And, okay, you can set small, tangible goals. Well, this is reminding me, as we're talking of the marshmallow test, the infamous marshmallow test. That. If you've not heard of this, um, Stanford, I think, is the one who did the test originally. Mm-hmm. But they do it many, many times, basically, right? And here it is. They, they test these children um, to see if they can wait to eat the marshmallows in front of them. And if they wait, they get more marshmallows, but if they don't wait, they get to the marshmallows that they have mm-hmm. in front of them. So they tested this over 40 years ago and then followed these kids throughout their, you know, early adult, yeah. adult life um, and found that the kids who could delay gratification. Mm-hmm. So the kids who could wait to eat the marshmallows were more successful in life overall, had better jobs, had more financial stability, seemed to be in better relationships, etc. than the kids who... Needed instant gratification. Because that's a, that, that is literally such an important life skill of being able to tolerate an immediate discomfort, delay gratification, because intellectually I know something better is coming down the line or intellectually I know the struggle now will reward me later. Exactly. And that, having that mindset, I mean, that sets you up for a lifetime of success and happiness. Which ultimately really is like putting your money where your mouth is. Like, can I wait? Because I want, I know something better is coming. Right? Can I work at this? Because something better is going to... Or do I not really want it? Yeah. And I think the crux of it is, right, put your money where your mouth is in in the sense of be honest and realistic with yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. let's call this what it is. And if you want it, let's show up. Yeah. And do it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and shift that mindset to figure out how to get there. And Uh, uh, all in all... Trust the process. And remember, we're thriving, not just surviving. Imperfectly yours. Katie. And Mona.